Hey there, Disky Chicks fans. Before we get started with today's podcast, I wanted to tell you about a special opportunity for you to become the DISC expert in your organization. Would you like to deliver DISC debriefs with ease, facilitate coaching sessions and teaming sessions with confidence, and elevate your stature as the go-to person for all things DISC? Join us for our live advanced DISC certification training coming up in early January 2022. This is a live small group class delivered in four two-hour sessions during the first two weeks of January. Please go to DiskyChicks.com for more information. And don't wait because the December 17th registration deadline is coming up quickly. Oh, and one more thing, since you're a Disky Chicks podcast listener, enter the promotion code DCP123 to get $150 off the registration fee as a thank you from us to you. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Disky Chicks podcast. For business leaders, HR directors, coaches, and those interested in learning how to use the DISC assessment to grow self-awareness, improve communications, and develop leaders and teams. Please welcome your hosts, business coaches Martha Fourlines and Cindy Jacoby. They are loud and proud about all things DISC. Hi, I'm Cindy Jacoby, Chief Engagement Officer for BizHelp Consulting. I work with companies and teams to improve their effectiveness by improving their hiring and their communication skills. I use DISC to help teams better understand each other and how to work better together and how to choose the right candidate for the job. I also offer certification classes so anyone can comfortably deliver and debrief the DISC assessment to their employees or clients. And by the way, in DISC language, I'm a high influencer and low compliant, meaning I like to talk and influence and I'm not great with rules or details. Martha, how about you? Hey, I'm Martha Forlines, owner of my leadership development and coaching business belief system institute. I work with business leaders and entrepreneurs to help them solve what I lovingly call their pesky people problems. One of the most complicated challenges for leaders has to do with the people and relationship issues in their businesses, be that the employees, vendors, and let's not forget the customers. The assessments Cindy and I talk about in our podcasts are essential in finding solutions that enable leaders to be more successful in business than they ever, ever thought they could be. So together, we are the Disky Chicks. If you need a little background on DISC, listen to one of our earlier episodes, and you can find those on DiskyChicks.com. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 6 of the Disky Chicks Podcast. This week, we are continuing with a topic that we started last week around how do different behavior styles get along with each other. It was very interesting because last week, for all of you high dominants out there, we talked about the high dominant and how they get along with each of the styles and had quite a bit of fun with that, didn't we, Cindy? 
Well, it was their playbook. I mean, this is their cheat sheet. So hopefully nobody else listened to this, but only the high D's because it gave them (laughs) tips and tricks on how to deal with other types. If you're working with an I, what's the likelihood of success? You know, is it, is it good, fair, bad? And um, if it's not high likelihood, what do you need to do in order to make that interaction better and more effective? And that's what D's care about is effectiveness, efficiency. And then we also, Martha, if you'll recall, added selling to that as well. Yes, one we thing did. having a, uh, having a talk with somebody, but then also how would you sell to somebody who's different? So we dedicated that whole episode to our dominant friends. Right. So today's playbook is for the high influencer yes. and Cindy and I are going to talk you through each of the behavior style matches with all of the other styles. How will you have to adapt if you are talking with a high dominant versus a high compliant? And also, how are you selling to them? And what do you need to do from an adaptation standpoint to be able to get them to yes? Exactly. So we're going to start with the high I blended with the high dominant. And what I mean by that is how do these two get along? Right? Right. The, the good news is for this high I with the high dominant is they get along really well. Yeah. And we talked about that last week because we've already covered the dominant, but not from the influencer's perspective. It is a very good uh, behavior style match. Both of them are fast paced. Both of them are more extroverted. When the high influencer is talking with that high dominant in order to really get their buy-in, be it a selling situation or not, then they're going to have to modify their behavior quite a bit because the high influencer likes to get personal and talk about how your weekend was and how's your family and all of that. And the high dominant is not about that. They're all about get to the point and let's talk about what decisions we need to make here and get on with it. Yeah, the I needs to really be more direct when they're talking to the D. And then they can usually hang with that. But, you know, the I wants to be like, they could be a little intimidated by a D, but I think the D would really appreciate it if the I was just real direct on on what they wanted and be more bold and match that high D's assertiveness. It's not going to intimidate the D at all. They'll appreciate that. No, not at all. The high influencer has to remember that that, high dominant is looking for results and efficiencies, not talking too much about things that don't matter to that high dominant, because you're going to have a real challenge if you do that, if you're trying to sell to that high dominant with that high eye, just completely out of control. Yeah. So, you know, with, with selling to a high dominant, you really want to stay businesslike. Again, uh, I like to joke and have fun. Uh, D's not as much. You can do that maybe after the fact, but when it's when it's time for business, they're ready to get straight down to it. You don't need a lot of stories. You don't need a lot of clowning around. You need to be confident, especially when it's time to close. They'll respect you if you go in and ask for the close and don't beat around the bush. 
it's a great power exchange and the D's appreciate somebody who will stand up to them and give it right back to them when it comes to some kind of, you know, verbal sparring. It's, it's not going to injure or wound them at all. Yeah, exactly. If you're a high influencer, just remember to keep that energy up, but be assertive and be to the point. Once you have really gotten that high dominant to yes, don't keep trying to sell them. Cindy talked about this last week in our session is once you've got them to yes, close them. Yeah. And sometimes it, it is more challenging for a high influencer to close because they feel like they're not being nice about it, but you can do it. And I would say you could use the whole, my big fat Greek wedding approach with a high dominant by letting it seem like it was their idea to close. Well, right. you know, you said this worked for you. When, when shall I sign you up for it? Like, how can, right. how can I get this to you faster? You know, right. And it could be the D's idea. Yeah. That just came to me. So their BSM or their behavioral style match is a two and the two means good. The best is, is one, which is excellent. So this is a two. It's, it's a good matchup um, from the start before you even start an interaction. So if you already are on a good place, just doing these small tweaks to your style of approaching a high D um, can get you very far. Well, let's move on to yeah. a high influencer interacting with another high influencer, they're just going to have a party, right? <laughs> they get along so well that, that this one is even a better behavior style match outside of selling than it was with that high dominant because both of them are just feeding off each other, high energy, um, a lot of ideation and um, creativity going on between the two of them. And they just really enjoy being together and being able to work together and have that experience. Because remember that high influencer is all about the connection and the emotional experience of interacting with other people. Time management can be a problem because they're so busy having fun that they're not really paying attention to how long it's taking them to get to the end of what they actually are having a meeting about. Well, and is- if you're looking at, yeah, if you're looking at how well they'll get along, absolutely. Great match, nothing to worry about. But if you're a manager and you put two eyes together in a room and expect some kind of product to come out of them, that's when you may need to, to, to manage your expectations or manage, you know, their behavior, but together they're going to get along great. Now it just depends on what the goal of them being together is. Right. Whether you can judge success or failure. Right. And being a high influencer myself, I've finally realized at one point in my career, in order to be more effective, efficient, you know, I took a project management course because I really needed to get that under control and know when things get to be a certain size project, you really need to bring some order to it. Influencers out there, you may want to take heed to that little tip. Well, and my coping mechanism um, on a similar route was to was to get an accountant pretty soon in my career because 
while I love to do things myself and research them, I just know that I'm not good at that. And it has been wonderful just being able to slide all my stuff over to them. Now I do my books, but I don't do all the taxes and all that. So it's been life-changing to, to hand that off. Yeah. You got to know where you're, what you're good at and, and what you're not. Well, how about selling to a high eye? Do they ever get to the close Martha? Do they just, well, you know what? They're having so doggone much fun talking about their experiences using the product and being able to pitch that product to that other influencer that they've really got to be very self-aware of not wasting too much time because everybody is busy and they need to get to that decision point. And the high influencer just really has to make sure that they close. And that may, may require a certain level of assertiveness even with another influencer, but you can still do it in a very friendly, casual way. And just like that high dominant is give them the recognition for their wisdom of, of buying that product from you. And that boosts their ego. They, they like being affirmed and that can work in terms of getting to uh, the yes, let them talk more than you do, which again, requires some self-control. Yeah. I think that's a great point because all, all eyes like to talk a lot. And, and while you enjoy the conversation of another eye, you do have to consciously, especially when you're selling, but even when you're interacting, make sure that if you do your part to let that other person do more of the talking, it'll be a better experience for them. And that's what, that's what we're going for. So, yeah. And, and I would say what would be probably comfortable and safe for a high influencer selling to another influencer is to use the assumptive close. The buyer is sitting there saying all these complimentary things about what you're selling to them and say, well, based on your feedback, when, when would you like uh, to get started with this? Yeah. I mean, that's just being assumptive, but another influencer may just go right along with it and be ready to say yes. So don't be shy. Don't be shy, which most eyes aren't, but sometimes closing is hard. Well, and that sphere of that rejection, right? That high influencer does not like rejection. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the business mode, you just have to wear that clinical hat and know you're not always going to get yeses to your wonderful offers. <laughs> you got to know when to close them. Yeah, exactly. And the BSM, the behavioral style match for that is a two. So very similar to the influencer with the dominant, a two. It's a pretty good match. And again, just tweaking things a little bit, being self-aware and aware of that other person can get you to yes faster in selling. Right. Cindy, you want to take that high I sell into that high S? Well, we'll steady? yeah, we'll start with just the, the regular old getting along with each other. And right. The, the high I will be quick to find some commonalities with the high S, especially because they're both people oriented. You know, they both share a need for warmth and interaction on a personal level. The I though, because of their fast assertive style may need to tone it down a bit when they're approaching an S. If you come across as overly enthusiastic, it could come across as insincere or, or maybe even pushy. So need it to tone it down a little bit. And then I think you'll have a really good interaction. And remember that high steady is looking for security, predictability, dependability of a product. That high eye is going to have to make sure 
they have some testimonials or some customer uh, feedback around the positive results of using this product with that high steady, because that's what they're looking for. They're not just going to take a big risk. That high steady is not a risk taker. The high influencer just needs to be patient, which is sometimes a, a difficult thing for them. And just listen to and what that high steady is saying and ask questions of them to draw them out more, to get them more engaged in the conversation. Yeah, I, I would frame it as the, the high eye has a much greater sense of urgency by nature, less afraid of risk than a high S is. And so since they like to influence and say, oh, it'll be fine, it'll be great. That may not always win over a high S. They like that reliability. So, so they're going to like um, to know that whatever you are selling or whatever you're talking about is, is reliable. And it's a very low risk if they were to agree to whatever it is that you were concocting or if they were to agree to whatever it is that you are selling. Yeah. And, and one more point, and we'll go to the, the selling um, behavior saw match, is the high steady doesn't show you much. Remember, they just are not very emotional. And that high eye is looking for those emotional cues and they're not going to see much. If you're getting that deadpan face, then that's where you have to start asking in a very nice, soft way, questions of that high steady of what, what is not going right for you in terms of this particular area of managing your team and get them engaged in a conversation so that the high high has more to sell to. Yeah, I think sometimes when you don't get objections that I might be quick to close, say, well, they're, they're fine. They don't have any problems with this and let's go straight for the close. And you have to, to your point, you have to remember that S, that steady is not going to interrupt and they're not going to create conflict. So they will probably not verbalize their objections. Yeah. And again, if you just keep asking questions and get these little wins, you know, these little agreements as you're going through, then you can do that deductive reasoning and that assumptive close. Well, you know, you, you said this was a problem and this was a problem and this was a problem. Do you feel like my product is a good fit for you? And again, sometimes they'll smile and nod and you, you think you have it, but you don't. A pressure close does not work at all on a right. high S. Right. It's a big turnoff. Right. And even when you get to the end of the session that you're having with that high steady, they may not be ready to make a decision. The best you can do there is to put your best proposal together, leave it with them if you have it or send it to them, and then just give them not too much time, but a reasonable amount of time to follow up with them yeah. on when they will have that decision ready. I think a lot of people get frustrated with, with, S's, especially the D's and the I's, and sometimes they don't even try to sell to them. It's so much easier to sell to somebody who is like you. But if you know this about your um, your customer, this is not a, a great match. It's a BSM of three, which is kind of fair. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot more effort for an I, and the effort is actually in toning things down 
right. talking slower. Yes. Not trying to rush a close, give them, give them time to think on it, sleep on it, ask about it, research it, whatever they want to do. But yeah. if you can do that, your sales can go way up. You're ignoring a huge part of the population if you're ignoring these S's because you just can't figure them out. All right. Well, now we're down to the high influencer working in a, a productive way with a high compliant. And I know Good luck we have with that. Talked- <laughs> I know we've talked about this before, but that behavior style match is not that great between the high influencer and that high compliant. Remember that you've got this high energy and this high influencer and this lower energy, slower pace or conscientious worker and the high compliant. There's just not as many things in common. So this is probably one of the toughest ones for this high influencer because of the extrovert versus introvert and the feeling style uh, to that data oriented style just kind of doesn't work. The high influencer has got to be prepared in advance for meetings and go in there with their information and their data. Don't go in there with your intuition and gut feels and (laughs) um, the charm, even they're going to think you're being slimy. You just have to tone that down. Yeah, it is. It's a tough match because again, the things that we talk about in disc, the pace and um, the direction. So the direction for an eye is about all about people and the pace is pretty fast. And if you think about that with a conscientious or the cautious that the, the C is data-driven, task-driven, not people-driven, and they're slow and low risk. So they have everything going against them, but clearly eyes can sell to C's. They yes. just have to be extra careful in how they go about it. And Martha already gave some good, some good tips and, and having your ducks in a row is so important and having Anything you say has to be able to be backed up by data. They are not going to take your word of it, no matter how cute you are, no matter how charming you are. uh, That's just not what moves them forward because that's a big risk. They want the backup documentation. They want the manual. They want the data, the research that goes along with it. So they're looking for information. Yeah, It's got to be valid information, not just things that you say. For that high influencer, it's really going in to the meeting just all business again, just like with that high dominant, you just are not going to be able to be your natural self. I would even dare say is don't smile too much with this high compliant, because then they think they're being kind of spun, if you will. Nobody likes that feeling of of being spun by another person and keeping the, the cadence and the rhythm of your speech slower and even lower. Because that is the way the high compliant can digest what you're saying. And even your physical body language and your proximity, never hug a C. Don't, <laughs> if you're a hug or I, and you think you're charming, do not hug a C. If you've ever hugged somebody and they have just stiffened up, it's like hugging a telephone pole. It's probably a high C. It, they bristle. So they're likely to stay on the other side of their desk and have that distance in between them. And that's okay. That's, that's where they feel comfortable and professional. So keep your distance. Don't touch or hug them and, you know, stick with the facts and you can still be friendly, Yeah, but just be direct and don't be overly giddy or, um, or silly. 
Yeah. And have, have your references ready for them because they will research and make phone calls about the product that you're trying to sell to them, as well as you'll have that kind of information available anyway, uh, in terms of testimonials, but the high compliant is going to really check it out. Worry about the details because it's going to matter. Yeah. And if you don't know, don't guess, just say yeah. you'll just say you'll get back with them on that and then write it down and do that. But don't, right. don't make up stuff. If you're wrong about your facts, then you're, you're probably wrong about everything. Right. And the behavior style match just by comparison is a four. So it is the worst score compatibility score between this influencer and this compliant. If you know that you're that raises your self-awareness and it helps you to really be prepared for selling to somebody that is a high compliant. If it's somebody perhaps in a finance department or in an IT department, I mean, that's where you're going to see more of these high compliance. And hopefully you will have already had a preliminary meeting with them to size up what their behavior style is to begin with. Yeah. There's some, there are some things you can assume (laughs) based on, based on the job and, and just prepare for that. But if you, if you're aware of all these different styles, uh, eyes are pretty good about sizing people up. It's Mm -hmm. just to remember that platinum rule. We've kind of thrown out the golden rule of treat each other the way that you want to be treated. We say, no, no, treat each other the way they want to be treated. So keep that in mind. If you're, if you want to ask about the family and the dog and, give them a good strong handshake and a hug. That's not what the D's or the C's want. Well, the D's want a strong handshake, but the C's are not going to want to talk about their family and neither are the D's. So just be mindful of that. And you'll be a lot more successful in your interactions and in your sales. This is a wrap for this high influencer. If you missed our session from last week, I would challenge you to go listen to that high dominant and what they're dealing with. For you high influencers, I know that this can help you an awful lot in your day-to-day communications with people, but if you are in a selling situation, uh, for sure in that type of scenario. Yes. And we'll, we'll be back next week. I'm guessing we'll start with the steadiness, but, but for you, this is for you. High eyes. This is your podcast. Nobody else should be listening to this. Uh, this is your <laughs> secret handbook on how to win friends and influence people in our own, in our own way using disc. That's right. All and right. thank you all for joining us this week. We will look forward to seeing you next week. Yes. And please visit our website at diskychicks.com. And we've got some resources up there. We have a behavioral selling form that you can sign up for and we'll send it right to you. And we have all of this just on a quick four pager cheat sheet. You got a page for each style that can help you with your, with your selling and your interactions. All right, Martha, have a great weekend and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks to all of you continuous learners for listening in with Cindy and me today. We are passionate about the power of the DISC behavior assessment, and we love bringing it to you and your clients. We invite you to visit our website at diskychicks.com. There you will find a link to all of our podcasts, and you can listen to previous episodes and subscribe. Also on our website, you can try a DISC assessment for yourself. Just click the link 
take the short assessment and we'll quickly send you the results. Also, check us out as well on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to hear from you. See you next week on the Disky Chicks podcast. Thank you for listening to the Disky Chicks podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. To learn more or start a conversation with Cindy and Martha, visit the Disky Chicks podcast Facebook page.